Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we got ourselves an Eagles preview. We're going to do uh, no interview this week because it's a divisional rival. But we got uh, Danny King coming on for our fantasy draft, Giant Factor, and spread picks. And I'm coming up to Jersey, Justin. It's, you know, but when people are listening to this, I will be in New Jersey. Yes, this is true. We have a fun and a exciting, exciting weekend. Depending on when you're listening to this, we're going to be doing a afternoon stream on black friday so friday the day that you're most likely listening to this we're gonna be doing an afternoon stream on youtube which we're gonna be giving away five items most likely shirts or sweatshirts or there's even a blanket on the the talking giant store if you want to check that out you Uh, have my beanie i do have your beanie i mean there's a whole bunch of stuff and and i don't we're having a sale like this this week we're having a bunch of sales on black friday i'm pretty sure there's a huge sale i'm pretty sure everything is 21 percent off on the store don't don't quote me on that. It could even be more. But we're, we're honoring uh, Roberto Clemente. Yes, um, or maybe the year. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have a stream where we're giving away five items. Um, so come hang out on the stream. It's gonna be Bobby. Hopefully, hopefully snacks uh, and then myself. But it's definitely gonna be Bobby and myself. We'll be live and in person talking Giants, giving away some stuff. Uh, Bobby, happy Thanksgiving, happy uh, Black Friday, and happy, happy Eagles Thanksgiving. Week. Recording on Thanksgiving because John Boy Media doesn't give us the day off. Yeah. In fact, I'm about to enter some like contract negotiations with John Boy Media. I want all our listeners to tweet at John Boy. Remember, it's at John Boy underscore and like give Bobby the bag. Um, wow, not know, me. Or this or this show will end. So that's either tweet at John Boy to give me the bag, or the show probably ends soon. So, and I will be joining um, ESPN. ESPN. Happy Eagles Week. Happy Eagles Week. Um, which we're, we're, I know we're hitting with stuff with announcements and stuff, you know, but it's it's. We're gonna get into preview stuff. We're gonna be in the. We're gonna be catering to like like a we're like a hundred people worth of food. Yes. Uh, lot L L. So here, so here's the deal between L sixteen and L seventeen. Um, Bobby and I will be there at eight a.m. The food will arrive at eight a.m. to nine a.m. Uh, we will be catering and hosting a tailgate for the Eagles game on the curb. We will be on the curb in between lot L sixteen and L seventeen. Come find us. We'll have a tent. You'll see snacks. He's short, but he's a ginger, so he kind of sticks out. He'll also be screaming, hooting, hollering, hellering. Um, what is hellering? Um, you'll see Bobby Skinner. He's six foot seven, and then you'll see me. You know, I, I, kind of, I kind of blend in. So come hang out with us. Come to the Eagle game. If even if you're not going to the Eagle game, inside, come just hang out with us in the parking lot. Get a parking pass and come hang out with us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Give we'll away some stickers. Byob. But we will have some alcohol. 
We are bringing some alcohol. No, bring your own booze. But bring, but br- I would still be my old all of our own alcohol. Yeah, Bobby's gonna drink all the, all of our own that, that that we're bringing. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So that's the that's the announcements. L sixteen, L seventeen, Candlewick Diner is catering. They're awesome. Um, and uh, it's also Michael Strahan's retirement jersey. So there we got we got all. I don't the think my Michael Strahan jersey fits me anymore. I got it in fifth grade. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. Maybe However, you've you've apparently been the same size since middle school, so that's what you say. No, I was probably like like eighty pounds less and like six inches shorter in fifth grade. So, uh, all right, um, let's get into the preview. We have a new Patreon, Peter Goggy Jr. Uh, sorry, we spent like five minutes getting to announcements and stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash Talking Giants, two dollars a month, and you get a free sticker or ten dollars a month. Like we just do, like so, we're doing our shirt raffles right now. And I added uh, an extra shirt raffle for the $10 a month tier. There's only 15 people in there. And, like, so far, only eight have entered. So, like, those guys, one of those people is going to win a shirt. So, boom. Do what you got to do. Peter Goggy Jr. Just, dude, change your name to Google or Goggle, not Goggy or Gaggy. Peter. All right. We love you, Peter. All right. Let's talk about this Eagles game. And, Justin, I'm actually going to throw this to you because you, your stat report video is on Freddie Kitchens and the tendencies of Freddie Kitchens. Um, and what I'm really interested to see how they attack because, you know, we're talking about them being more aggressive. Like, I know that's going to be a part of what you're talking about, expo- uh, playing big plays. But it's going to be weird to see how they approach this Eagles game because here's just some numbers on what the Eagles defense does, Justin. They're the third least blitzing team in the NFL, you know, and we, and we played a team like that in the Raiders a couple weeks ago, right? But the difference between the Raiders is the Eagles don't get home. You know, they have the fourth least sacks, where the Raiders had like the second most sacks, while being the least uh, blitzing team in the NFL. But also, opposing QBs have their lowest uh, average depth of target in the NFL. So it's like they aren't getting beat deep. They're keeping everything in front of them. But it'll be interesting to see how they st- how Freddie Kitchens can stress that. You know, when I talk about deep concepts, deep concepts don't mean throwing it deep. You know, right. like so... They can be covering deep, and we run one, two, three guys deep. Well, guess what that leaves? That leaves Tony, the drag route, it leaves it a lot more separation than when you're running a stick concept, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Uh, I don't, like, do we go, like, all right, we don't care about your average depth of target, keeping it, like, we're going to, we're going guns a blazing. we're throwing Kenny Galladay five contested catches. Like, what what do you expect out of Freddie Kitchens, and what is, what, what is Freddie Kitchens as a play caller? I just expect balance. Uh, I, I really do. And, you know, like, like we've been saying for weeks now, you know, with this whole conversation of bad offensive line plus conservative play calling, well, what's the balance between having a bad offensive line plus trying to create explosive plays? You don't need to always throw the ball deep, and that that's like been our been our main point. So Freddie Kitchens as a play caller in 2019, I largely have looked away from the second half of 2018 because that's when he took over as play caller and also interim head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I've stayed away from that because Baker Mayfield and they were super super interim successful. OC. He was interim OC. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. But then he was hired as head coach in 2019 right. after they fired Hugh Jackson. So, um, they fired Hugh Jackson. After the first half of 2018, he took over second half of 2018. The Browns offense found a lot of success, but I've stayed away from that. And I looked at 2019 because then the league is like, all right, now we know what Freddie Kitchens is. Now we know what he's about. So I look at 2019 and overall, they weren't that productive as an offense, but they certainly were explosive and Freddie and Freddie Kitchens certainly called the offense in a very interesting way. Uh, the pass to run ratio in 2019 was 60% pass rate, 40% run rate, 
which is perfectly average. Um, you know, I think the 60% pass rate is a little bit more than average. Uh, on first down, they had a 49% pass rate, run rate 51%. And again, that's around average. But I can imagine with uh, Freddie Kitchens as play caller for the Giants, uh, I can imagine the pass rate and the very high pass rate that we've had on first down this year. I can imagine that kind of stays just because the Giants can't really run the ball that effective at all. Um, but Freddie Kitchens as head coach and primary play caller in 2019, Cleveland Browns offense was quite explosive. They were seventh in explosive play rate overall. They were eighth in the explosive pass play rate, eighth in explosive run rate. So they were an explosive offense. They did turn the ball over often. Um, certainly the situational play calling by Freddie Kitchens was sometimes questionable, which that's something that Zach Rosenblatt really looked at. Um, week three against the Rams in 2019, there was the fourth quarter. The Browns were trailing 17 to 13. Uh, there was a fourth and nine, and Freddie Kitchens decided to call a draw play and run up the middle, and it failed. The Browns wound up losing that game. Week 16 against the Ravens, second quarter, uh, Kitchens called a halfback pass on a third and one on their own 28-yard line. They lost eight yards, and the Ravens got the ball back, and they scored. Um, so there were certainly certain situations in which Freddie Kitchens, as play caller and head coach, you know, decided to do things that weren't smart, but what he is going to do is he is going to stretch the field a little bit more. Baker Mayfield, on average, uh, on 2019, 0.4, minus 0.4 average yards to the sticks. And you compare that to Daniel Jones 2020, minus 1.5, and then Daniel Jones 2021, minus 1.8. So there's going to be more balance in terms of throwing near or past the sticks in this offense. That's the biggest point. All right, that was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> They're going to stretch. They're going to stretch the field is basically what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and this Eagles run defense isn't uh, very good. So I do think they're going to attempt to run the – like, like uh, there's one thing I'll give Garrett credit for on his way out is that, like, they didn't try and just stick to the run versus the Bucks. Like, they know the Bucks stopped the run. There's no point of – especially if – with the Giants' current offensive line, there's no point to it. Where I think against the Eagles, they will try and, in favorable situations, run the ball a little more. And the Eagles allow you to do that, you know, and their linebackers aren't aren't great. And their D-line hasn't been anything special either on the Eagles. You're like, you want to talk about like defensive tackles and frauds? You know who Fletcher Cox this year? Oh, boy. Has, he's played like seventy percent over 70% of the snaps. He has 19 tackles and one sack. And like six QB hits and three tackles for loss. He's playing really bad. Jonathan Har uh Har Har or J Jason Hargraves, I can't remember his name. He has six sacks. He's their leading sack getter at defensive tackle. Um but, you know, and then you, get, you got uh, Josh Sweat. Uh, so they got, you know, they got some decent players. You know, they'd be better than what we have on the on the edges. But, like, their defensive line isn't great. Their linebacker core isn't great. But they just kind of keep everything in front of you. Uh, but I still do think they're, like, they're going to, Kenny Galladay is getting the ball in this game. Joe Judge specifically referenced twice in press conference this week that, like, Kenny Galladay needs the ball more. Yeah. And then he talked about players, and it's not just, you know, you don't want to get so lost in scheme and X's and O's and flow the game. And it's like, no, the, the, they, these are people. This is a people business. And I 100% I, I believe that was all targeted about Kenny Galladay. Like, we paid him $72 million. He needs to be more involved. Okay? We can't just be like – and I think that was – I think that is the biggest reason why – it hasn't worked so far with with Kenny Galladay. You know, even though there was, you know, the beginning of the season when they were protecting, he started producing a little bit, but there's been no touchdowns. It's because Jason Garrett's offense was based all off of pre-snap reads, you know. So what Kenny Galladay was their best receiver, 
They're going to favor the safety over to him. They're going to play that corner five, six yards off versus Kenny Galladay and have the sa- the safety shade. So, and Daniel Jones, all right, pre-snap read. I'm picking, I'm going to the other side, you know, whereas like Kenny Galladay wasn't even pa- like in, involved in progression. So like it was, un- it's crazy watching it. It's like, he's not part of this progression. Like Kenny Galladay's not part of this progression. And it's because the, it's like, all right, well, we're, we're taking what the defense gives us pre-snap, pick a side, read off of one or two players on this side type of thing, you know. So uh, Kenny Galladay is going to be involved. But I think this can be a good game for Kadarius because because uh, Freddie's going to stretch them. And it doesn't, again, that doesn't mean throwing it deep. It means stretching their defense deep. That's going to leave Kenny uh, Kadarius open underneath on drag routes, uh, dig routes, slants, stuff like, you know, just simple routes that aren't timing concepts. And I think he's gonna have. I, I, I'm I'm very interested to see how this ends up working. Like I'm like I'm I haven't been intrigued to watch the offense in some time because like well, this there's there's gonna be significant there's gonna be at least somewhat significant changes. You know how funny it would it be if we score thirty points? I'm rooting for us to score thirty points so badly, Justin. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, game one, week one. That's that's exactly what I want, without without a doubt. And it could be done versus this Eagles team. Yeah, why you know, not? Like, like, it, like with this, like the Bucks. Like, I don't I think any of us were expecting to go in there and score thirty, even if we had a good offensive coordinator. Um, but it's like we could, they can drop thirty on this Eagles team. Um, so, anything. Um, I it, Tony mispractice. I know he mispractice on Wednesday. Wednesday, we're recording this Thursday morning, so we don't know the status for then. Yeah, so uh, just but he finished keep, the game, you know. Keep an eye, keep an eye on that. Um, you know, keep an eye on the, the Friday practice report, and you know, most likely if he practices on Friday, he'll play. Um, if he doesn't practice on Friday, you know, the status is certainly up in the air. I I hope he I hope I, I hope he plays. You know, no shit, Sherlock. So let's talk about their offense. They run the ball and they don't give the ball away. You know, they they don't turn the ball over. Um. And they have the number two rushing offense in the NFL, led by Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is averaging j- 10 carries a game, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Jalen Hurts is playing well. Nick Sirianni is playing to his strengths. I kind of view this, and it's not it's not totally the same, you know, like scheme-wise. But like what the Eagles do, I kind of view this as like a poor man's Ravens. Yeah. You know? Ravens light. Yeah. Like now, they're not doing all the same things. They're not using the fullbacks the way you know the the Ravens do. So it's, it's but like just kind of style wise, where it's like, hey, the running backs extremely involved in the run game. You know, is he going to lead the league in passing yards? No. Like they have the fourth worst passing yards in the NFL. Like only the Texans, Bears, and Lions have worse uh, passing offenses than them. But guess what? When you look at the yards per attempt, seven point two. That's good. When you look at the touchdown interception ratio, thirteen to five. That's good. The completion percentage, 61.6. That's not good, but it's not horrible either. Um, so, like, is like they're playing to hurt strengths. Like, uh, I give Sirianni credit to that. Even when they weren't even winning games, it's like, well, the Eagles are like, still putting teams up on bad defenses. So, it's going to be interesting to see because that's kind of been the def- the offenses that have given Patrick Graham struggles has been those type of offenses that get the QB really involved moving around. So, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens. But I also know it's like, well, Jalen Hurts is still inaccurate at times, and the Giants have corners and, and that can make you like James Bradbury will make you pay for being inaccurate. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is twelfth in the NFL amongst all QBs in, in EPA, which is you know it's higher, it's, it's higher than Daniel Jones, and it's slightly just higher than 
Matt Ryan, and then it's right under Derek Carr. And the main reason why he's 12th is because in terms of rushing EPA amongst quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts is number one, Lamar Jackson number two, Ryan Tannehill number three. So that has really, really helped him. And, you know, quarterbacks that can use their legs really effectively, you know, it does provide value. You know, we talk about running backs and running the ball, and sometimes I, you know, I hate on it a little bit more, more than I should maybe. But there is a huge, huge value to running the ball when you're a quarterback because the yards per attempt, they go up so much more when you're a quarterback, when you incorporate the scrambling aspect of it. And when you have the threat of them throwing the ball, um, obviously, you know, it, it, I think it makes them a little bit more efficient if they can do it correctly. And Jalen Hurts has certainly done it correctly. I'm nervous for this game, Bobby, because the Giants run defense is not very good. It, it's, it's just not the same run defense without Blake Martinez. And, you know, Danny Shelton's not very good. And, Obviously, you know, two safety high, two, two, yeah, two high safeties. And, you know, you lost peppers and he's not in the box anymore. Um, he wasn't in the box even when he was healthy, too. So there's that element of it of it. The last couple weeks when the Giants defense has been performing somewhat better, obviously not including the Tampa Bay game, teams abandoned the run. They just flat out abandoned it. You know, the the Panthers were behind for the entire game. The Raiders were behind for a good portion, but their rushing attack wasn't that great to begin with. And then the Chiefs just abandoned it throughout the entire game, too, because that's just what they do. But teams, usually when they've really dedicated themselves to running the ball, you know, they've they've had success. And the Eagles are one of those teams in which they've really ded dedicated to it. Um, but I'm also worried that if the Giants are going to continue to play the too high, they're going to make things a little bit easier on Jalen Hurts where it, the stuff underneath is going to be open, and Jalen Hurts is just going to take it, take it, take it, take it, and I'm afraid of that. Which is the Giants' defense has taken the identity of a too-high defense this year. Like, they've done it essentially every single game. And this is where I, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna push on Patrick Graham a little bit. This ain't the game for that. No. You know, change week, you, you change week to week. This ain't the game for that. Like, you shouldn't be stuck in, in, a two, in, a, in that, in that too-high shell defense. No, if, if we're getting beat by the explosive pass play against the Eagles with a single high safety... You paid those you know, corners. Correct. Let them yep. play. Let them go. play. Let Bradbury or Adore line up on Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager aren't good receivers. Like, let your corners win this game, okay? And, and, and like, focus on stopping the run. Like, you can't, you can't just be like, oh, we're too high defense this year. Like, Patrick Graham, like, I am expecting there to be a lot more single high this game in fact almost like i want it to be like the 80 percent almost this game yeah because there's no reason there's if you look at what this eagles offense is you shouldn't be doing that this isn't patrick mahomes this isn't Derek carr this isn't even tom brady this is a, a a team like i said that runs the ball the second best in the nfl including with their qb which takes up an extra defender in the box so even light box well now they became even lighter because now you have to account for that qb even more and not like in a Daniel Jones way where like, hey, he can take the read option. No, in a way where it's like we're giving him 10 carries per game. Like, like we're not, it's not, oh, if your defensive end crashes, we'll get, our QB will get some runs. No, we're running the ball with our quarterback 10 times per game. Yeah. This needs to be a game where you come up and you play that run. And they don't give the ball away either. They don't. You know, I think they're, they're bottom five in turnovers on offense. Yep. So, you know, J one, Devontae Smith is a good receiver. Their other receivers aren't great. But also, Jalen Hurts still has inaccuracy issues. Okay? So, you got, you've got you got to trust your corners in this game. I agree. I and agree. Aaron Robinson. I have, I'm actually watching the film, the defensive film, on the way to uh, New Jersey in the morning. But I, I think he played well 
on Monday night, right? It's it's one of those things of when you're watching on the TV, as long as your name isn't called directly, then I'm going to assume that you had somewhat of a good game. Right. <laughs> so, um, do you got anything else on their offense? No, I mean, Eagle, I, I don't, I don't want to act like this Eagles offense sucks and, you know. It doesn't suck. It's a good offense. But still, I am expecting. But it's like, not a great I, offense. It's a good offense. I'm ex- this is a very efficient offense. They're third most efficient, according to DVOA Football Outsiders, as a rushing offense. They're the 11th most efficient passing offense. I'm still expecting the Giants, just because of the investments that they put up front on the defensive line, and then especially in the secondary. You know, McKinney is going to be there. Logan Ryan is. You know, looks like he's going to be back. Haven't heard any negative news about him. You know, with the Tom whole Tom Rock COVID- said it looks like he's not going to be back. To- oh, really? Yeah. Okay, then maybe this is what is bad about us doing this on Thursday morning, but it's all right. Whatever. St- I I still nevertheless I I expect the Giants' defense to put somewhat of a respectable effort up, and this is why having an offense that could possibly put some points on the board is a good thing. Because even if the Giants' defense, if they allow twenty four points in an ideal NFL game, that shouldn't be the the nail in the coffin. So read the ad, and then we'll welcome Danny King on. All right, I'm so let's change my laundry over. Let's talk about, we have something new to talk about. New product, however, I, it's not new to me. It's not new to me. It's not new to Bobby Skinner. Let's talk about Elgato. Our friends over at Elgato are ready for Black Friday, and they're offering some awesome discounts for everybody in the John Boy Media community. I really want to talk to you about the face cam. Face cam is something that Bobby Skinner and I just ordered. Zoom, going to be honest, Zoom kind of stinks sometimes where, you know, it's not that good quality, you know, it's not as good of a quality versus if you just record something on a face cam that's directly right in front of you or on your actual computer, and you got to really invest in a good webcam to really bring up that quality, where if you're going to play it on YouTube and if you're going to broadcast something, but the face cam by Elgato is going to bump up your 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 presentation on meetings. It's going to bump up your presentation on podcasts, on videos, especially if you're going through Zoom. And I trust it so, so much. So it's even good, not even if you're just a content creator. There's a whole bunch of stuff that Elgato has that's even good if you're just an everyday person because so much of what we do now is behind a screen. And the face cam is the ultimate webcam and stunning video to make you look amazing. Prime lens to keep you in focus and state-of-the-art sensor that captures extraordinary detail indoors. You could save your chosen image settings, and it comes with a camera hub software where you can manually adjust settings to how you'd like. So depending on if you're recording on Skype, Zoom, whatever, you can adjust those settings on the actual camera. This microphone arm that I have makes me feel like I am a true professional, like I am a true podcaster. And I also have a green screen that I use for the stat videos every single week. All of that is provided by Elgato, so thank you to Elgato. So whether you're streaming gameplay, leveling up your professional work from home setup, or recording content for videos, podcasts, Elgato has the items that can help you create better to access Elgato's Black Friday deals up to 30% off. Click the link in this YouTube or podcast description. The deals will be live from November 25th to November 29th. Thank you to Elgato. And now, we're going to welcome on Danny King. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Happy Thanksgiving. We welcome on our weather man, Danny King, for the weather. Um, here's a question, and this may be Justin can answer this. Danny, do I should I bring my winter boots? You know, because I only bring a yes. carry-on. So, I, I, all right. So it's gonna make a difference of me wearing like you know my 
my shoes versus winter boots. Yeah, do yes. not wear like sneakers or whatever to even though it's not going to be snowing, just just wear your boots and like bring like thick socks to the game on Sunday cuz that's the worst part about going to a cold game at your feet. Thick socks. I'll probably have to buy those there. I'm going to be new boot goofing. What's going to suck is those like getting off the plane where like here it's going to be like 75 degrees and then getting like showing up there it's going to be like you know like 30 degrees when I show up. So it's going to be like a how do I dress on the plane type thing. But like will a hoodie and a, and long johns be all right? Long johns might be overboard for a plane. Well, that's just my Yeah, that's true. But like the but hoodie I, I and bought like a, a nice thick sweats. hoodie. I got it at Ross the other day. I love it. I I've been wearing it in the videos. I love it. But that'll anyways. probably work for the plane. And Justin has my beanie. Bring my beanie to the airport, Justin. Okay. Put it in your car right now. Go, run. Run. Um, all right. What's the weather? Uh, you're definitely going to want to dress warm for this game on Sunday. You screwed me, by the way. It was very cold at the end of the game in the in the top of the all right, Tampa so, Bay game. I'm sorry. What classifies as cold in Tampa Bay? It's a good question. High 60s, low 70s. Jesus. Well, you're not going <laughs> to like what you're about to be sending in on Sunday. Well, Sunday- it was, I just didn't dress appropriately. <laughs> oh, yeah. The shorts, the flip-flops. It's outrageous uh the weather for sunday it's, there's it's saying there's a chance for some possible light rain i i hate to say it but they're saying there's a chance for some light rain oh temperature of 37 degrees with the feels like of 34 it, it'll get a little warmer as the game goes on it'll get to a high of 39 at some point during the game and the chance of rain tapers off by like the third quarter that's what the my model is saying but it is gonna be cold dress nicely get that ten dollar hot chocolate or fifteen dollar coffee at metlife stadium to warm yourself up because you're gonna need it bobby if you don't wear winter boots you will most likely lose feeling in all your toes by halftime and that is not a fun way to watch a football game. i felt sick after the last giants game i went to and met like it's gonna is it actually gonna rain or is it like there's like what's the percentage of of rain it, it it just says possible. It says like thirty four percent chance right now. Yeah, I would like, I would say no, but okay, because that will ruin it for me if it rains. I can deal with cold weather. I can't deal with going to my other model. It's saying there's no chance for it's just it's just a cloud with uh, thirty eight degrees. Let's go with that one. So no rain. Let, let's no rain. But it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold for a Florida. It'll man. be warm by the end of the game when we burn that son of a bitch to the ground. That is true. That is true. Can we actually do that? Can we like? I, we really need a new stadium. It's I outrageous. think I'm gonna taper those jokes off a little bit because I'm actually gonna be there. Yeah. And they might actually take me as a threat. Um, but anyways, let's get into our fantasy draft. Wait, no, I got wait, I got oh, trivia, yeah, trivia this week. I got trivia this week. It's it's simple because I do this for the first game against every division opponent this year. Uh, the Giants have not been good against the Eagles. We all know that. Uh, they they've lost the past two decade series. So the two thousand series decade series they lost, and the twenty ten decade series they lost. Can you guys tell me the last time the Giants swept the Eagles in a in a season series? So a season series. When was the last time they won both games? Twenty sixteen, they didn't because they lost at the end of the season. I want to say two thousand eight. Bobby, what is your guess? I'm going to say 2005. Justin was the closest. The year was 2007 when the Giants went on to win Super Bowl oh, 42. The that's last so time, pathetic. The <laughs> last time they swept. You no, know, it is. The last time they swept to see the series. They, they won 16-13 and 16-3. Obviously, the Giants were swept in 
2014, 2015, they tied in 2016, swept in 2017, swept in 2018, swept in 2019, and then they tied in the year 2020. So the Giants have been dominated. We've got a one-game winning streak against them, though. we got one-game winning streak. That's all that matters. All that matters. One game at a time. All right, fantasy draft. I'll be picking first with 390.7 points. Now, the decimal is very important. I had a 24.6 point outing last week. Daniel will be picking second. He has 391.4 points after a 36.38 point outing. Danny retook the lead after about a month or so of me having the lead. Danny retook the lead, but only by 0.7 points. So whoever wins out of me and Danny this week will be the leader. Now, picking third, who's been chipping away the last month. You know, not making huge gains, but chipping away. You know, me and Danny have been kind of like battling, but... Justin is chipping away. He had a 34-point outing last week. He's at 329.1. He's about 62 points back. You're not out of this, Justin. You have seven games. If you have an outing like I had uh, the Dallas game, you're right back there in it. So, fantasies last year it was just kind of like Justin took over the lead from Danny and it was over after that point. It's it's tight right now. I have the first pick, and this is a horrible week. Uh <laughs> Because there's like one that's two not great, one bad offense and one decent offense in the Eagles. And there's like no like clear like leader of the house of either teams. You know, there's no like, oh, this is the Giants main guy. The Eagles, there's no, this is their main guy. So I'm going to go with the better offense. The number two rushing offense in the NFL. Their number one running back. I'm going Miles Sander. I'm going, I'm going safe with pick number one. Doesn't have doesn't have a touchdown yet this year. I know I didn't. I, you scared me away because I didn't really realize that. Um, but I'm I'm just going with he's due is what I'm going to say. There you go. So Danny, you have the second pick. I really hate you put me in this situation because I legitimately don't know what I want to do. I mean, I'm gonna have to take Devonte Smith and just hope he can do something against this giant secondary which they, i mean they hope could he doesn't to and no i hope he i hope they do, he doesn't the giant secondary could realistically ha- limit Devonte smith to a pretty boring game and have him do nothing because like the, the, the eagles offense is Jalen hurts you guys got over that he's basically their russian leader he's just a great russian quarterback i'm going to take Devonte and hope that alabama connection continues he's projected to have a boom game but though ibm watson never knows what they're talking about so i don't know why i'm trusting that all right, Justin, you got back-to-back picks. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. he was number two on my big board. Kenny Galladay is going to be going to be my first pick. Uh, Darius Slay, little uh, little ex-teammate, ex-teammate uh, action. Kenny oh, Galladay I didn't think versus about that. Darius Slay. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, I mean, Darius Slay, I think is having a pretty good season. But you know, hopefully, if we if we if he gets a contested catch opportunity, uh, that'd be a pretty cool moment to see him go up over him. And this is more or less a field pick, not a... Well, to stick on Galladay for a second, like, they're, okay. the Giants kind of feel like they're going to force feed Galladay, you know? Yeah. Like they oh, yeah. So, I think this is, like, the safest week to pick Galladay because he's going to get targets this week. Now, this is more or less a field pick rather than, like, a logical pick. I am going to go with the giant killer, Boston Scott. Wow! I was I wondering how we were going to go about Boston Scott. That. Because it's like... It doesn't make sense to pick him early, but he is a giant killer. Like it's it's every single time, even when we won. Like he had, it, like he almost brought them back in that game. Yeah, and um, and also, I mean, he odds are he's going to get a reception. You know, he, the last two games he's had two receptions, two targets, and dating back to week eight, it's 12, 12 carries, ten carries, eleven carries, 
and then six carries versus New Orleans. And knowing how much uh, I think the Eagles are going to be pretty dedicated to the run, you know, I, I think he's going to get a few carries. And he also has, uh, I think he has a total of four touch, three touchdowns this year. Miles Sanders has zero. So there you go. Wow. Danny, your second pick. I need a new laptop. This is a piece of garbage. Uh, Dallas Goddard. I'll take a Dallas Goddard. I whipped his ass in North Dakota. You did. Forget. You did. D- D- Bobby Skidder did beat the crap out of Dallas Goddard. Uh, I sucker punched that fool. <laughs> gotta love violence against Dallas Goddard. Man just got paid, and uh, I think he'll be a very important part to this Eagles passing offense this week. Justin, Danny's volume is through the roof right yeah, now. Yeah, Danny, you don't. Have, you're not. You're not using. It's not utilizing your microphone. It's utilizing the computer audio. What's like? Now, now it's back. Oh, now it's back. I don't know. I need a new computer. Yeah, no, I think it's all right. I think it's all right. Yeah. All right. I got back-to-back picks. And I got the guys who are four and five on my big board. So, I'm going to go Tony. Kadarius Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony Montana. I know he might not. I hope, I hope he plays. But I'm taking Kadarius Tony. And I'm taking the Giants' number one running back, Saquon Barkley. I hate that this is where we are with Saquon. Where we're taking him at, at this point of, of these freaking drafts. But I'm taking Saquon Barkley, man. This 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 should be a game where... like When when you look at it, this should be a game where Saquon Barkley has a big impact. But it's like, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, and at this point, the only reason why we take Saquon Barkley in these fantasy drafts is because it's like, oh, he's the Giants' number one starting running back. It's not because yeah. we're actually, like, happy that he's, that he's going to be going. So... That man. There What's up with man. Mikey, by the way? He's just kind of chilling. Yeah, he's on the... We didn't introduce him on the show. No, he... Now, he's, now yeah. he's doing his normal... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there he goes. Yeah, he's, He needs uh, headphones. He has a, he's, he's having a moment right by the camera. Yeah, let's just let's just go on. We're good. All right. He's good. All right, Danny, your third pick. Uh, I'll go rock with Evan Agram this week. Maybe he'll be more involved in the Giants' offense this week under new offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens. And uh, maybe he'll, he'll – I mean, he gets targets. He, he was targeted five times last week against Tampa Bay. He's targeted three times against Vegas, four times against Kansas City. So, I mean, he gets targets. It's just – and he gets points. I mean, last week, obviously, he only gave three points. But if he gets in the end zone, it's a pretty good day for Evan Ingram. All right, Justin, your final two picks. Final two picks. I am going to go with, first of all, man, Kyle Rudolph or Darius Slayton. Kyle um, Rudolph's not going to play. All right, then. Um, oh, that's true. He is another guy. Chris Miriak, if you want to take him. Darius Slayton. Darius, Darius Slayton. Slayton. Um, and then uh, Jalen Rager. So two, basically two number two wide receivers, um, for my final two picks. I'll take that. All right, I'm not going to say anything, Danny. I'm going to I'm going to save my take on that for the next one, Danny. Your oh. last pick. Uh, you know what? Let's let's. Let's have fun with it. We said it last week. When will anyone take this man? And I don't know when anyone will, but I'm going to be the first to do it. I'm going to take Elijah Penny. But have fun with it. Let's take let's take a little Elijah Penny action this week. King, King Elijah Penny, King Elijah Penny. I mean, we have Devonte Booker back. I want to rock with Elijah Penny. Doesn't matter. You're losing that point seventy. I had their number two wide receiver to me is Quez Watkins. Sure. Hey, I mean, I've heard Quez Watkins is more uh, the guy Jalen Hurts likes, or at least he's more reliable than Jalen Rager. 
I mean, they have the same targets, but he has a higher uh, target rate or catch rate. I mean, I also I mean, pulled. Get, I also I'm getting their number two wide receiver after Danny King took a fullback. See this? You're getting into dangerous territory. You're, you're laughing here, but all of a sudden Elijah Petty's gonna like bust one into the end zone, and then I'll just gonna like text you or tweet at you, be like, "Hey, by the way, it is true. Every time I laugh at Danny's picks, I'm like, this makes no sense. This is dumb. He like it ends up working out. Um, I'd be great, or I'm losing. Well, I mean, the odds of me losing is point seven this week are I mean, high. Kenny Gainwell gets a bunch of rece- receptions for the Eagles. You could have picked him. You could have picked their number two wide receiver. Oh, I'm begging Elijah Penny to do literally anything right now. Could have picked our backup running back. You know what? I'll I'll bet you twenty bucks he gets zero ca- carries, zero yards, zero catches, zero yards. I'll bet you twenty bucks right now, Danny King. You got a deal. Or maybe we can like marker like. Um, how hard is it to get like permanent marker off your skin? I got no. So I was going to say the next show we can we can the loser has an L on their forehead. Wow, I can put an L like on my chest. Why does it need to be like... a permanent marker? Can't you just get like a piece of paper and then like a tape? Yeah. Okay. We'll sticky note an L on our forehead for this yeah. segment for the. Yeah, I'll, draft I'll, 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 I'm down for that. All right. Yeah. Because I don't marker. feel like Venmoing. All right, Giant Factors. I get the first pick. You know who I'm going? The guy who has one sack allowed this season, Billy Price. They don't blitz. They do not blitz. They are the you know they uh you know third least blitz rate in the NFL. Giant factors, by the way, that's what we're doing right now. Um, and I didn't recap our picks, but whatever. We got we it's Thanksgiving. Billy Price, f- help your guys out, okay? You're not going to get a ton of one on one matchups and pass blocking. We're going to try and stretch the ball downfield. We're going to need time to throw the ball. Get your head on a freaking swivel the way that Nick Gates did, and start helping guys out. And guess what? And I'm going to give you a little tip, Billy Price. Help the right side out. They need it more than the left side. Okay? Andrew Thomas is good. Matt Skurr is a higher IQ player than those guys on the right side. Help the right side out, Billy Price. Okay? Stop letting Will Hernandez and Nate Solder get killed by stunts while you're just sitting there. Billy Price, do something, my man. Like, you you have been uh, so, like, pathetic this year. Like he's been a pathetic center this season. And I hate calling players out like this on the show, but do something, Billy Price, because you don't add any value. And we want to throw the ball. We want to throw the ball. Billy Price, start helping people out. Danny, you have the next giant factor pick. That was beautiful. Billy Price, do anything. You absolute waste of a center. Uh, I'm going to rock with Saquon Barkley this week because – you we should have kept s- our seventh round pick and BJ Hill and just signed John Halapi. We should have. Honestly, we, honestly, that's what we should have like, done. We should have done. He probably also BJ Hill probably would have gotten us made a little pressure on the quarterback. Former Giant rookie sack leader BJ Hill five and a half sacks. Lawrence Taylor sack still does the not leader. Count. Still the leader was not counted by Pro Football Reference. I don't go that far back. Um, Saquon Barkley's got to do something at some point, right? And the Eagles. Danny's mic is just a mess right now. Are you kidding? Me? Saquon Barkley. I'm going to back it up here. Sa- Saquon Barkley, do. You, you're being called out. You're Obviously, you're not going to be on this team probably within the next two years because I don't know why the Giants would invest another contract in you at this point. Just go out there and do something against the Philadelphia Eagles. Take advantage of what they're on pro football reference. They average 4.1 yards per attempt. I know Saquon Barkley can get that. I know he could break a, lar- a long run if he wants to. So, Saquon Barkley, get the job done. You're my Giants factor this week. All right, Justin, who's your Giants factor? Giant factor. Take Router. Thanksgiving shows. I love it. I don't care. It's a mess. We're having fun. Take Router. 
Tay Crowder is my giant factor. This Eagles offense, they love to run the ball. Um, Tay Crowder each each in, each week has been growing less and less favorable in my opinion. High expectation for Mr. Irrelevant, but you know you're you're expected right now to be the interior linebacker number one. Um, this Giants pa- uh, rushing defense has not been great. Tay Crowder, go out there, be a giant factor against the defense that is probably looking at you, saying Tay Crowder is one of the reasons why we can run the ball successfully. All right, all right. Spread picks. Now we got three Thanksgiving Day games, which I love picking them. Uh, Danny's still in first place. He went four and four last week. Uh, he's at forty-eight and thirty-nine overall. <clears throat> in last place, but with a seven and one week last week, Justin Panic. He went seven and one. You're thirty-nine and forty-eight. The listeners went five and three. They're forty and forty-seven overall. I had a I I the last two weeks I'm I'm a combined three and thirteen. I went one and seven last week, but I'm still in second place. But I'm only I'm only one game up on the listeners, two games up on Justin, forty one and forty six. So Thursday night or Thursday night football, Thanksgiving Day football. We got the Bears at the Lions plus three. The listeners are going Lions plus three, guys. And I think as long as we are doing this show, I'm always going to pick the Lions on Thanksgiving to cover the spread. I'm going Lions plus three. Justin, Mister Seven and One, what do you got? I think as long as we have the Bears 2022 first round pick and we're rooting against the Chicago Bears every week. I think it's just principle that we need to pick the opponents. So give me Lions plus three. They win their first game on Thanksgiving. All right. Well, Danny's about to get an easy W. Danny, you going with the Bears? <laughs> no, because I think I read last time the uh, Lions have covered seven of their last nine Thanksgiving games. Ooh. So, of course, I'm going to rock with the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. They're going to have to win at some point. And if they don't win this week, Against the ginger, uh, Nikki Snacks. I'm sorry, Andy Dalton. Uh, then I don't think the Giant uh, Lions I, will do anything. I do a graphic for Thanksgiving, and people are really going to roast us for all picking the Lions, but it is what it is. Um, the second uh, Thanksgiving game, we got Raiders at Cowboys minus seven and a half. Danny, what do you got in this one? Cowboys, I don't. They're they're looking. The Cowboys are kind of shaky right now. I'm gonna. The Raiders I, are really shaky. The Raiders are really shaky as well. But I don't know. I feel like this is the game the Raiders will probably just like keep it close. I'm going to go with the Raiders to cover the spread this week. The listeners agree. Justin, do you agree? No, I'm going Cowboys minus seven and a half. Um, I feel like, you know, it's the second Thanksgiving Day game. Everybody's going to be after eating their meals. They're going to be maybe checked out of football for a little bit. But, you know, getting prepped and getting ready for the Bills at Saints game. I think this is going to be kind of a boring game. Cowboys minus seven and a half. Cowboys are usually pretty good on Thanksgiving, so. You keep saying that, but they lost the last two years. They got smoked the last two years. I'm talking about when they have, like, their quarterbacks and when they have their quarterback situation figured out. Honestly, I think the the 2019 Thanksgiving game had a big part in Jason Garrett getting fired because they got embarrassed by the Bills. Um, I'm going Cowboys minus seven and a half, too. Um, The Raiders are kind of falling apart, and the Raiders – suck and I, th- I still think the cowboys are kind of good right yeah they are they are good i mean you know when they play i kind of want to go raiders with this when they play legit competition they kind of get shown off i'm flipping a coin oh and because i'm a mess i have literally just change all around my Uh-oh. desk tails tails raiders heads cowboys tails i'm going i'm going raiders all right the thanksgiving night game which I always remember that Giants Redskins Thursday night uh, 
Thanksgiving game where we got just demolished and it was Eli Manning's last, the end of his Kazeka start streak. We got Bills at Saints plus six. I'm going Bills minus six. So listeners are going Bills minus six. Danny, are the Bills circling the wagons? They are circling the wagons this week. The wagons were horrendous last week. They got a circle this week. Justin. Now, I think the Bills win, but Saints plus six, I'm taking. It's uh, one of those NBC games. NBC games are always exciting. This is going to be a night game. I um, think it's going to be exciting. These games always come down to the end, so Saints plus six. All right, let's move on to Sunday. We got the Steelers at the Bengals, minus four and a half. Justin, who do you got? Bengals minus four and a half. Listeners agreed. I agree. Danny, do you agree? I mean, the Steelers did me right last week when they uh, beat the uh, kept it what within six or seven. Did they beat the Chargers, the Chargers last Sunday? I can't they, even remember. They didn't beat them, but they kept it within the spread total. Money and cash coming in on the Steelers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock with the Steelers again this week. Give me the Steelers. Titans at Patriots. Patriots minus seven. That's like a huge spread. Is, that's an insane line. Yeah, that's. Now I know the Titans got beat by the Texans last week, but it's like, which by the way, the Titans only lose to horrible teams. They lost to the Jets, <laughs> the Texans, and I'm I'm trying to. Th- Who was the other team they lost? They lost to, to the Jaguars, didn't they? Yeah, Jaguars got their first win, and it was against the Titans. No, they got their first win versus versus the Falcons. I could look that up. Or the Dol- no, they got their first win versus the Dolphins in London. They lost to the Cardinals. Oh, excuse me. Um, Titans played the Jaguars after their bye week, week thirteen. So we know that we're taking the Jaguars week uh, week fourteen. Well, they're also division they're, division they're divisional opponents. So yeah. Um. So are you? What are you going, Justin? I'm gonna go Titans plus seven. This is just one of those uh, one of those crazy lines. Patriots look really really good. Patriots <laughs> like. You know, flip a coin on which team looks like the favorite in the AFC on any given week, and the Patriots look like that right now. But still, Titans plus seven. I have a question. Is Mike Vrabel considered part of the Bill Belichick uh, coaching tree? He hasn't coached so. under him. Oh, 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 that no. I thought he did. He's but everyone, like, kind of views him as that. I don't know. I'm just going Patriots minus seven. I think the Patriots are balling. I think Bill Belichick's got this team rolling, and I think he does own his guys, and so Mike Vrabel's one of those – the listeners, represented by Tucker Cherry, by the way, are going them. Um, who's a very support, a very loyal listener. He's actually in the in the in the chat right now. Um, there's this guy named Tucker that worked with me and my dad one time, and my dad literally sent him home at lunch and like paid him for a full day. He's like, I can't listen to you anymore because he was just saying all types of like conspiracy theories and stuff. Ah, I love and it. And my dad was like, Go home. Um, I love he's like, it. I'll pay. I'll pay you for the full day. Just go home. Uh, <laughs> Gotta love it, gotta love Danny, it. who do you who do you got? Are you going with conspiracy theory Tucker or or are you going with Justin? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Justin. I, I agree with him. I think this uh, spread right now is kind of outrageous. The Titans are still a good football team. Who did they sign? Oh, uh, they signed Golden Tate <laughs> and Austin Mack and Austin Mack. And they cut legends. They cut Adrian Peterson, Bobby. We should actually. I don't know. We should sign uh, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I like Adrian Peterson. I didn't really watch him much with the Titans. Um, didn't do anything special to my knowledge. But they got, they've got, they got the receiver, and they got the receiver that replaced the receiver when he got suspended last week. So they got Golden Tate and Austin Mack. Um, and I think Benjamin Victor might even still be with the Ravens. Um, Derek Dillon is Derek Dillon still in our practice squad? I think he is. 
Anyways, remember how fun that UDFA class was? Yes. We got Rams at Packers plus one. So essentially a pick them, and I'm picking uh, Aaron Rodgers and his toes. Packers plus one. Danny, what do you got? And really fractured his toe while working out in quarantine. That's just rather unfortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, the Packers are still a good football team. The Rams, uh, what, what are the Rams right now? Who even knows? I'll be taking the Rams. Whatever. The, no, no, not going to. Oh, crap. I said the wrong team. Damn it. I'm about to say the Packers. All right, Packers. Okay. Well, the listeners went Rams. Justin, who are you going? I'm also going to go Rams minus one. Now, however, you know. Can the Rams, can Odell. we see the Rams and Matthew Stafford falling apart? Not like totally yes. falling apart, but like being like going from the like, oh my God, they're the heavy Super Bowl favorite to like, oh yeah, guys, remember Matt Stafford isn't an elite quarterback. Right, so it's Odell. It would bring me much joy if Odell and his father wind their way out of Cleveland. They go to LA, the bright lights of Hollywood, only to not even make the playoffs. That would bring me an immense amount of joy. I'm actually me. really mad that I didn't like... It made all the sense in the world that Odell was going to go to L.A., and I'm really, really mad that I didn't predict it because Odell has wanted to go to L.A. for years. For years he's wanted to go to L.A. Oh, also, speaking of which, are we going to remake the the Odell like wake-up video, Justin? What, I You texted me that. I don't, what, what is that in reference to? Remember, I sent it to you when uh, when he went to the Rams. He get, he's like recording himself like sleeping, and he gets a phone call. He's like, oh, wake up. Oh, I think we can we do it. It'll take it. us literally like a minute. You also, know, I'll just put together a script and we'll do. I I hate kind of scripted like comedy stuff, but I think we can make it kind of. Funny. Also, can, can we yes. can we make this clear? O- Odell and we we'll do I it as soon girl. as the show's over. Can we make Odell and ex girlfriend are expecting a child? That just came from out of nowhere. It's an ex girlfriend. No, 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 girlfriend. Did I say ex? I meant to say girlfriend. But either way, they're expecting a child. That that came from out of nowhere. That took me by surprise. Um. Do you know how babies are made, Danny? Uh, no, I don't. Is there a way I could get a in-depth example of this? It doesn't surprise me that he be a- he be effing. Um, um, all right, so all right, we got that. Vikings at forty. It's Thanksgiving. I don't care about this show being a mess. Um, Vikings at forty niners minus three. Kyle Shanahan versus former QB and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are riding high, which always means they come crashing down. I'm going 49ers minus three. Justin, pick your favorite team in the NFL and the Vikings. Vikings plus three. I'm going to side with Justin. Kirk Cousins is kind of balling this year. I can't lie. (laughs) I'm going to side with uh, the Vikings just for my guys, Dalvin Cook and Adam Phelan on my fantasy team. Let's keep it going, boys. Let's Let's get the Karen Rodgers to the playoffs. It's 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 me versus you guys. Listeners are going Vikings this week. We got Browns at Ravens minus three and a half. I'm going Ravens minus three and a half. Listeners are going Ravens minus three and a half. What are you guys doing? I guess I guess Baker can't even feel his hip right now, or his shoulder, or his toes, or his feet. Uh, give me the Ravens. Mm, should I just be different? Be different, yeah. Justin. I'll be different. You got to be different if you want to actually come back in this, anyways. Give so. me Browns plus three and a half. Browns plus three and a half. All right. It's time for score predictions. But before that, as tradition, we all say something we're thankful for. Thanksgiving. Danny, what are you thankful for? I was thinking of the Irish driver. Oh, thankful Jason Garrett's on the unemployment line. Uh, What I'm thankful for. Could you imagine being there? Like, is Jason, this is maybe, is Jason Garrett's parents still alive? 
He seems young. And I'm not saying imagine. that in a joking way, like like asking. I, he seems young, I would imagine. But I, could you imagine so. like both their sons get fired on back to back days? <laughs> yeah, they had to do a lot of uh, helping helping out over there. All right, what am I thankful for this Thanksgiving? Honestly, I'm thankful I'll be getting a new laptop soon because this laptop is pissing me off right now. So I'm gonna be thankful if you get a new laptop that will make life easier for everyone because this laptop has given me problems so long. That's pretty. That, Are no, you that's actually a, getting one. I will be getting a new one. Oh my god, what just happened? What? I'm hearing a ringing noise in my ear now. I don't hear anything. We're in shambles I'm, on Thanksgiving. Justin, what are you thankful for? By the way, don't edit any of like this this mess out, Justin. I'm editing. Justin. I'm editing this entire show. Um, no, don't edit the mess out, Justin. What are you thankful for? I'm gonna edit the mess out. Um, I'm thankful for going back to MetLife Stadium this year and meeting a lot of people. You know, meeting a lot of our our listeners, meeting a lot of uh, people that that like us, or whether you just follow on Twitter or listen on YouTube, listen podcast app, whatever, whatever, whatever. And just connecting and talking about the Giants. And then, you know, we meet each other. We give each other a hug, a handshake. And it's like we've known each other for 10, 15 years. So I'm very thankful for that. And again, L16, L17 on the curb this weekend. We're going to continue it and have our biggest gathering of the year yet. So come hang out. It'll be catered. And I'm thankful for all of you that are going to show up. And thankful for everybody that, that tunes in every week. I am thankful for young Joker, Kadarius Tony. All right, let's go. Score predictions. Danny, what is your score prediction for Giants-Eagles? Again, for people watching, I apologize for my bad audio this week. Once again, bad guy move on my end. Don't know why it happened, but it did because it's Thanksgiving and nothing can be simple in life. I, I said the Giants are going to score 30 last week. What a moron I was. Even Jason Garrett just did decide to call plays. Uh, does the interim offensive coordinator thing work the same as the interim head coach? That's an interesting idea we got to discuss. I'm going to pick the Giants to win. I'm going to say they win... Let's go 27 to 24. Giants beat the Philadelphia of the Eagles. Justin, score prediction. I very, very much want the Giants to win. I'm still on the road to 9 and 8, by the way. I'm still on the road to 9 and 8. Still a possibility. Giants are going to lose, though. 24 uh, 21. What? How can we get to 9 and 8 if we keep losing? <laughs> I, I don't I my fandom says I want to go nine and eight, but then my brain is saying something different. So uh, let's go. The Giants are gonna score thirty points this week. And it's gonna be just everyone's gonna be popping off the same tweets. Like it's gonna be we're it's gonna be they're gonna score thirty points this week. And then they're gonna score another thirty, and then they're gonna score seventeen more. Giants seventy seven, Eagles zero. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you. Lot, lot of L16 on the curb. We'll see you. Um, and how we may even go out Saturday night. Uh, so we appreciate you guys. We'll see you this weekend. And when you're listening to this, I'm in New Jersey. Okay. And I'm here to burn this entire state to the ground. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday and Sunday. Until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>